Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where we help a beginning player or coach by talking about the fundamentals of basketball bi-weekly on this podcast. Our goal is to help those new to basketball build a strong foundation to advance their skill and knowledge. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Coach Sadler. Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. I have been a coach for more than 20 years. I have a Master's of Science degree in psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. I am an assistant coach at a university, a USA Basketball Gold licensed coach, as well as a varsity youth basketball coach in the summer. I'm excited to do this podcast because I want to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge that can impact their ability to contribute to a team in the future. Coaches who are new to the sport can also use the information provided in this podcast to help grow their skills and knowledge. My goal is to share information that is easy to understand, that is relatable and achievable. So let's get started. everyone. Thank you for joining me for episode 15 of Basics and Basketball. I am truly humbled that you choose to spend a few moments of your time with me. I also want to wish you and your family happy holidays. I hope you have a lovely time. Now, for those joining us for the first time, a brief recap of the topics covered thus far. I encourage you to listen to all of the previous episodes as I truly believe you will benefit from the information provided. Now, as an aside, I provide the recaps for two reasons. Number one, if a youth athlete or coach has only one opportunity to listen to this podcast, I want to provide as much information as possible about the previous episodes in the hopes that he or she will gain knowledge and information that is useful. And then for the second reason is to provide consistency. So here we go. In the first episode, we talked about goal setting, the importance of setting a goal, timeline for completing the goal, and how to accomplish the goal. In the second episode, we discussed visualization and how using this mental technique can be useful to help you become a better basketball player. Visualize, believe, practice, and perform. In the third episode, we focused on internal and external motivation and how these motivators impact your desire and drive to play basketball. In episode four, we discussed planning your basketball workout. We reviewed four habits and skills that need to be included in your daily workouts to maximize your opportunity to receive playing time, which are conditioning and warming up, ball handling, defense, and rebounding. And most importantly, we stress to always have fun, even when the work is hard. 
In episode five, we discuss three keys to mental toughness, positive self-talk, being self-confident, and being comfortable and relaxed in your ability to perform the basketball skills you have learned. In episode six, I provided seven tips on how to be a great teammate, to be in top physical condition, to learn, understand, and live up to the expectations of the team, do not be concerned with what another player is doing, good or bad, play within your capabilities, respect all of your coaches and your teammates, keep a journal, video, audio, written, or all three, And tip number seven, catch the basketball, have good hands. In episode seven, we talked about the importance of communication. As expressed by Coach K, Duke University men's basketball coach, effective teamwork begins and ends with communication. I also provided a 30-day action plan to help you become an effective communicator on the basketball court. In episode eight, we talked about overcoming adversity by controlling the things that you can control, your attitude, your work ethic, your actions, yourself. In episode nine, we discussed game management and the importance of your ability to control a game. You always want to know the time, score, and situation. You want to see the entire floor, Put teammates in a position to be successful. Do not overpass the basketball. Stay in good defensive position and compete to win every battle. In episode 10, we focused on loving the process, which I define as the work you need to put in to master the skills of basketball. You have to give 100%, not just to the basketball drills you like, but to the drills you do not like as well. In episode 11, we focused on working smarter, not just harder. Working smarter requires discipline, uncomfortableness, and openness to change. It means listening to instruction that is for your own good. And additionally, I also talked about the importance of taking a day off to rest, relax, and to have fun. In episode 12, I asked, how do you define success? Now remember, the team must come first. Let your teammates help you. Do not focus on scoring points to the detriment of your team. And define your own success and live up to your own expectations. In episode 13, we talked about being coachable and holding yourself accountable which means being open to learning new ways of doing things. Do not question every instruction or create excuses for why you cannot or will not do something. Soak up all the information you can. The coach of your team must be the only coach you are attentive to, period. Always include the word we when you ask your teammates to do something. For example, we need to play better defense. And accountability means doing a little extra to succeed. Finally, in episode 14, we discussed confidence. Confidence comes from doing. It is a critical mental skill needed to master basketball skills as well as life skills. 
Confidence does not mean you will not make a mistake or fail. It means that you have the belief in yourself to try and not give up. In today's episode, we're going to discuss performance nervousness. Now, first things first, it is completely natural to be nervous, to get butterflies when you're going to get ready to compete. This happens to all athletes at one time or another. And I, for one, believe getting those butterflies mean you care and you want to do do well. And coaches get butterflies too. In this normal situation, I would suggest the following strategies. Stay calm by taking deep breaths. Visualize yourself succeeding. Keep a positive mindset and use the word or phrase you created for your confidence. Once the competition begins and you're in the flow of the competition, the nervousness should go away. Now, there is also an aspect of performance nervousness in which an athlete has trouble making his shots, making free throws, concentrating, and focusing in on the competition. He does not have these issues in practice, but when it comes to competition and games, he is not successful executing basketball skills at a high level of efficiency. Now, in my coaching career, I see this all the time. A player can execute and practice perfectly well, but has trouble executing in competition. You might find yourself in a similar position in which you are performing all of the skills in practice, but you're not having the same success against competition. You might see yourself as the perfect practice player, but unable to perform in in a competitive, competitive atmosphere against an opponent. I want you to ask yourself these questions. What is it about practice that allows me to perform well? And how can I duplicate that against an opponent? Now, before you answer these questions, I ask that you consider every aspect of your practice experience, i.e. your mental preparation, your physical preparation, the environment, the competition, your attitude. Now, While you're contemplating your answers, I want to share my perspective on this aspect of performance nervousness. In my coaching experience, I have found that many athletes do not see practice as an environment that influences the outcome of competitive situations against an opponent. For example, if an athlete misses wide open layups or misses one out of two free throws, She does not not see a consequence for those misses. From my perspective, this is faulty thinking. In reality, that muscle memory, the mental image, and her attitude are carried with her into competitive situations. Michael Jordan, who is seen by many, including yours truly, as the greatest basketball player of all times, is regarded as one of the most competitive players in practice. He did not treat practice as a necessary evil. He used practice to prepare for his competitors. This quote from Michael Jordan sums up his approach perfectly. I play to win, 
whether doing practice or in a real game. And I will not let anything get in the way of me and my competitive enthusiasm to win. Did his team win every game? No, but he came prepared to win. And because he was prepared, his performance level against his competition matched his performance level in practice. Do you play to win in practice? Are you giving your full effort? Does it matter to you if you only make 60% of your free throws? Does it bother you if you are missing open layups? The bottom line is care about the outcomes in practice. Care about the missed free throws. Care about the missed layups. Care about the missed defensive assignments. Care about the turnovers. Care about the fouls. Care about every aspect of the game. As we wrap up episode 15, in your basketball journal, write your responses to the questions. What is it about practice that allows me to perform well? And how can I duplicate that against an opponent? Based on your responses, make the necessary adjustments so that you can perform well against your competitors. The player you are in practice is the player you are against the competition. I I have absolutely no doubt that you can rise to the level that will allow you to perform well against opponents. No doubt at all. You've got this. I hope this information has been beneficial. Please join me for the next episode of Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter.